behind the Rancher Advocacy Program Part 2. This is a podcast that we were originally going to make into one episode, but it went so long and we went so in-depth into many topics that we decided to cut it up into two parts. So this is the second part of the behind the scenes of the Rancher Advocacy Program, the program that's transforming ranches and farms into vegan and veganic businesses. The past few days have been crazy here in Rowdy Girl Sanctuary and beyond here where we've gone to two cattle ranches, three cattle ranches actually, one of them which was also a chicken farm, all of them who are going through incredible transformations, that's why we're breaking down and so much more. So enjoy part two. And the two ready vegan. Two, two, two rowdy vegans, two, two, two rowdy vegans, two, two, two rowdy vegans. Two, two, two begins. Two, two one plus one Let's tell the story of um, Rodney and Jennifer, because that is the last one, you know, it, of this whole adventure, which was the past like four or five days or something. <laughs> so crazy! I can't believe all this happened. I can't either. But the last place we dropped by was Rodney and Jennifer's place, which um, they were former chicken farmers. Uh, they had a cow calf operation as well as cattle ranchers, and uh, to give you an idea of the scale of this operation, 100,000 chickens came through their sheds every 52 days. 21,000 square foot sheds, four of them. I mean, this is the real deal. This is like where America's chicken comes from, literally. Literally. Um, And they had a change of heart. And so they, they called you, um, when we were on the way to pick up honey, um, which I, that was, that was the first time you spoke to them. The first time I ever spoke to them. My God, I didn't know that. That's, yeah, that's it was it. always, it was always through a text. Got it. And they were supposed to catch up with me a few weeks ago and I never heard from them. And then lo and behold. Yeah. And so we heard from them and because they were going through this transition where they're changing their whole entire operation to becoming a mushroom ho- mushroom farm, a hemp farm, a veganic business, um, you know, they're in a bit of a bind right now because they're no longer getting the income they used to get from selling animals. Um, and so that's the primary, that's why we went there in the first place to support them with feeding the cows because they were literally going to run out of hay in uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Now tomorrow, as we're recording this podcast, so December 15th, they were gonna run out of hay when we found this out, it was like 11, like December the 12th or something. The like, 11th hour is what like, does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we originally went there because Renee was like, okay, we, we got to go there because we got to get some hay to these cows. Um, but really what we experienced there was again, so magical because what I experienced, if I were to sum it up, was a transformation that was so beautiful, a transformation from, you know, not, not just the aspect of the farmers who used to exploit animals and who now love animals, recognize animals for the individuals that they are. I mean, what Rodney told me the last day outside the tractor after I went to feed the cows with him, he said, them cows didn't ask to be here. Yeah. They didn't ask for anything. I put them there. I put the cows there, the goats, the chickens, all these animals. They didn't ask for anything. So the cows that are here, I am responsible for them. Yes, and you know what's what's really what really is uh, so important in all this is is these folks 
you know, they're they're the heart of the American people. This is 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 as real as it gets, guys. These are this is a family that is doing everything they can to support their livelihood, take care of their their children, take care of their mom and dad, and they're doing what they think is right. And then something happens, something shifts, and here they are, you know, seeing that what they're doing is not what they want to do anymore. And they feel trapped. They feel uh, unable to, to make the changes they need to make because the system just gobbles you up, basically, and envelops you. Because just like we learned, uh, you know, from Silas Rao, you know, we become farmed too. So humans are being farmed right along with the animals. And I think it was easy to see that in Jennifer and Rodney's case, that's true. They're being farmed too. Mm -hmm. And what's another thing that's very important, uh, you know, here is, you know, when, when farmers like this are transitioning, and because Tommy and I went through it, it's so easy to judge that, it's so easy to judge them. Uh, you know, there's so many things that happen. You know, when you, when you are stopped, when you decide you're not going to send 205 cows to slaughter, that the only reason they were on your property is to, is to breed and have babies. Uh, to, for, for anybody out there to think that you're just going to, you know, pull the tags out of their ears, uh, stop them from having babies right now, and, you know, uh, and, and, just, and just fix everything. You know, it doesn't happen that way. It's just, it takes a while to get... Because all the mothers are pregnant. Uh, you know, they're going to have babies. And, you know, you get the bulls separated, that's fine. But you still got to fix the, the males that are born. If you take the tags out of their ears, you can't tell who's pregnant. You know, you can't tell which one belongs to which, which, uh, which cow's which. Because they're all black and you're not conditioned to see them, uh, you know, as individuals. You're, you're seeing them as a number. And so, you know, when, when a lot of times vegans will say, get them tags out of their ears. Well, I, I've learned this the hard way because that's exactly the way I thought early on when uh, Tommy and I were working through all the issues that were happening on our ranch uh, with the animals being pregnant and trying to stop it all. And we were taking some of our bull calves, our older ones, to uh, get castrated. And uh, I, Tommy wanted to keep the tags in their ears. And I didn't. I wanted the tags out. Because all these vegans were in my ear. Get them tags out of their ears. Get them tags out of the ears. Well, it shot us in the foot. Because doing that, we weren't able to tell which ones had been uh, uh, the Berdizo. We weren't able to tell. It was so hard to tell who was who. And, oh my gosh. If I had it to do over again, I would have never, ever taken them tags out. At that point. Now, once everything, you know who's who and, and, and you know the, the, the birthing process has stopped and you know they're sterile then you can take you know you can, you can do this and no but it's really irresponsible in the beginning and so you know it's, it's, it's a process to get a cattle ranch completely sterile and at, at a point where you can take all the tags out of their ears and know who they are because now what Tommy and I do is we chip them. We put chips in there and underneath them like you do a dog and a cat, you know, if you're going to lose them. Uh, but, you know, even that is another form of identification. You know, you still have to put something in their body. 
and read it, uh, you know, and, and anyway. But that's what we do now because it's not visible. But you still have to do something to identify them. Because if these animals get lost on another side of the fence and another rancher gets them and there's not a tag or a chip, guess what they become? Hamburger meat. You know, it's each man for his own. That's the reason they branded animals, you know, was so that these ranchers could identify them. So my point in all this is that we've got to have compassion for these ranchers as they, as they change. Yeah, and we gotta support them because <clears throat> what they're doing is very difficult. I mean, this is what Rodney and Jennifer told us. A lot of their neighbors, if we could show them a better way, a different way to do things, would jump on that. Yeah. Because no one is excited about working in many of these industries. Right. Like they said, they used to go into these sheds. They were not excited about going into these sheds. They are not fun environments to be in. It's not fun to send your animals to slaughter. It's, it's not a fun thing. And many people experience that, but they don't have another way. They don't, and, and we're showing them other ways. And that's exactly what Jennifer and Ronnie represent, because they were brave enough to be like, you know what, we are going to change this and do whatever it takes to get it, get through this. And you know, of course, they're they're not they're not doing it alone. That's why people like us are involved, the Rancher Advocacy Program, and all the other wonderful people who are involved. That that's the whole point. But we got to support them because what could happen after transitioning their farm into a veganic business? could be so powerful and showing the community, the farming community, what is available. Exactly, exactly. That just could be, I mean, you know, because what we were coming up with was basically like, you know, what could happen now is that the plan is to transform the chicken sheds into mushroom sheds. And once they do that, it'll be a much better environment, oh, more yeah. sane, better for the land. It doesn't involve killing and exploiting innocent animals. And on top of that, they could make a lot more money it's doing that. It's very profitable. It could be a lot more profitable. And once we are able to demonstrate that by results, that's going to be powerful. So that's why I think it's so important for us to support them um, through this, because this could really make waves in the movement. Even as I'm seeing this, it's, it's interesting because somewhere in my mind, I'm like, you know, we, we never know until it's done. Right. I, I believe in it. I choose to believe in it because I choose to be a visionary, but we, all, we also don't know. But really, I'm like, you know, because it almost, to be honest, what I experienced this past few days almost seems too good to be true. I'm like, is I, I, I can't believe it. I'm like, well, wait a second. So, so you're, you're telling me that these chicken farmers used to send to slaughter 100,000 chickens every 52 days, went vegan, are transforming their entire business to a veganic business to sell plants. They don't want to send their cows to slaughter. And on top of that, once they actually do that, that could be a role model for so many other farmers that could follow their footsteps. It's going to be. I, I'm, I'm like... What? Like, yeah. That, like, I, I, I almost can't believe it. Yeah. Um, but, but I do at the same time believe. Believe it. It's gonna happen. I, I, I believe it's gonna happen, and I'm like, yo, this could really involve and create some serious, serious change in our world. It's just like my husband when he said in the very beginning, 
You know, you reminded me of this. My husband said, Renee, you can't do that in Texas. You can't, you can't do this in Texas. You're in Texas. You're not in New York or California. You know, you can't do that. And I was like, well, that's, if, if, it, if it hadn't been done here yet, that means it needs to be done. And that's exactly what's going on with the Barretts. It, you know, it has never been done. It needs to be done. These farmers are suffering. Their livelihood depends on this horrible way of life. It's not like they have chickens outside that you know they let out to free roam and they you know they give them some bird seed and then they bring them in at night and then you know every few days they go and pick a chicken and cut their head off or whatever they do until the chicken runs around and then you know it's not that these are thousands and thousands of chickens confined in sheds hundreds of thousands yes hundreds of thousands with that you know that that live in their excrement you know it's uh it's so horrible what they have to endure and so these farmers don't want to do this as a mm-hmm. way of life it's something they have to do mm-hmm. if they can grow hemp grow mushrooms and make as much or more money why wouldn't they mm-hmm. you know and guess how many and, and so and so so what it has never been done and yes it sounds too good to be true but that's why it needs to be done and that's why the ranchers advocacy program is so important is because you know, I'm a visionary too. I just can't, I can't help myself. And thank God Tommy is stable and all feet on the ground holding me down. Because <laughs> I would probably try to do it on the moon too. But <laughs> I would. And so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see. You know, that this is, this is happening. The world is waking up. It's, it's, you know, there's going to be things happening at the, at the governmental level in the Senate uh, with lobbyists going, you know, there, taking the ranchers' advocacy program, even, even into the government to offer it as a way, a model. Wow, just, you talk about too good to be true. Now, that for me, I'm like, what? She wants to do what? And so we are getting all of our uh, proverbial vegan little bobs in a row so that we can send the right materials to, uh, you know, to Congress mm-hmm. for this program to mm-hmm. actually be possibly considered mm-hmm. as a model. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, I, and, you know, and the other thing I want to say before I forget, because I need to say this about the hay. You know, because I, I had some people going, well, what are you going to do in 50 days when they run out of hay? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We are, uh, we are, that, thank God we have 50 days because they, we're having these meetings and we're going to be figuring out what we need to do to get these folks transitioned further along this next 50 days. And because of the generosity of all of you out there, they're going to, they're going to have more hay than just for 50 days. You know, these animals need hay. We got to figure out what we're going to do with all of these animals. We can't just do like some of the folks out there that aren't vegan, of course. I've seen some of their comments that have said, well, why don't y'all just sell the cows? And that way y'all have the money to do what they need to do. No, 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 no. This is the point. We don't sell the cows. We solve the problem. Because the problem is, for generations, we've sold the animals. It's not solving the problem. We have species extinction. We have massive, massive, you know, problems in our, you know, in our world with hunger, with water shortages, all because we keep doing the same thing. 
selling the cows. Yeah, and that's just not what they're here for. These no. cows do not deserve to be sold. Period. So we have to, End of story. Yeah, so we have to solve it. And we have so, to solve yeah. So we're looking for, you know, we're gonna look we're gonna be looking for solutions. So during the time, these next fifty to sixty days, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do with the cows. We need more land. We're gonna be looking at land grants. I mean they're out there. And so, you know, there's 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 a group of minds that are coming together and so glad you've joined our team. You know, I feel like you're part of the Rancher Advocacy Program team, Ryuji. Uh, you know, the way you've kind of come in here and just shown up. And it's uh, it's so wonderful to have you, uh, you know, like my sidekick in, in all this that we're doing. It just it just really makes it fun. It makes it exciting. It, it makes me relax a lot more because you bring so much to the table that... Uh, I can't do on my own, and so together with the teamwork that we've established, it's just uh, it's blowing up, and mm. and so the world is ready. It's time to rescue ranches yeah. for real. Yeah, thank you, and for you listening out there, this is what happens when ordinary people decide and choose to stick to a vision and do whatever it takes to get there. I really want to stress that everything that's happening around us with you, with the Rancher Advocacy Program, with my growth as an activist, we, we are not better than everyone else out there. We are two regular people. The type of change that the Rancher No, advocacy, no, no. We're two rowdy vegans. We're, we're, two, we're, two, <laughs> we're two rowdy vegans. Yeah, go ahead. And the type of change that we are creating and that we will create, anyone can do that yeah. if they choose to. I mean, think about this, right? Many people message me and they're like, you know, what do I do with my, my parents, my family members? They're, they're never going to change this and that and the people around me and, and all this. And perhaps some of it is true. Perhaps like, perhaps the people around you are not meant to be changed by you. And that's life. Everyone's on their own track. Uh, you know, it's not fine in the sense that there are victims involved and animals are dying, but that's life. Um, so we understand that. But that being the case, you can still decide to stick to a vision. I mean, for Renee to go from, okay, we have a cattle ranch now, let's transform that into a sanctuary. Now talk about a transformation. That's a hell of a transformation. That is crazy. <laughs> if, if you really sit down and think about the level of commitment that it takes to do that, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's huge. And then from there, you know, because, and now the Rancher Advocacy Program, there are many incredible people involved with this, with, with, this, with this movement. These are all people who are like, you know what? We're going to make something happen. This is our vision. Let's, let's, go, let's go do that. Um, it's just the, the, work, the work has been put in. Even if I think about the way that I got here today, I got here by, you know, like, because I mean, I don't take it for granted that I'm, that I'm here, but for me, to, for me to get here, I mean, I, I have to do a lot of work. I, I said, it's, it's crazy. Like, you have well, to get on the plane for one. Know, well, I, I have to get on the plane for, no, but like, but like the journey for me to have, to, to, to be like on this seat right now. I, I mean like, and, and it's, and I want to talk about this more because I, this is the change that I want to create where for you, your big thing is, is the rancher advocacy program because you have transformed your ranch. For me, I've been able to have all these doors open up to me, whether it be the two rowdy vegans, whether it be being a part of the rancher advocacy program, whether it be being on shows with Jane Bless Mitchell, uh, public speaking in different places. I mean, all these opportunities were built because I, I did the only special thing that I did is I took the time to build a brand on social media. That's actually all I did. 
I, I built my brand by creating great content that brought a lot of value to people and from there a lot of doors opened. And I'm like, you, you, you know, when I, when I think about it, I'm like, wow, that is crazy. And at the same time, I think to myself that this is what's available for anyone. That's exactly if, right. If anyone has a vision, if you right now, you have an idea of a change that you want to create in your community. For example, for me, you want to transform ranches into sanctuaries. I want to transform the way that we vegans do activism on social media. That's my vision. And I'm seeing it happen. I'm yeah. seeing it happen with people like Hudson Tarlow, who I love. I want to show you his video later. It's, he's, he's incredible. Um, and m many other people who I know started posting things having been inspired by me and me kind of, you know, like not really pioneering this, but really trying to break it down. And I'm like, yo, this is a change that I want to create. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm like, anyone can do that if yeah. they want to in the, in the areas that they want to do and true global change, huge change is something that's available to anyone who's willing to stick to a vision, to commit to it and to do the work to make it happen. Because of course it's very easy to be like, yes, yeah, so let's just be visionaries yeah. and envision it and blah, blah, blah. But no, it's a lot of work, a lot of, work. A lot of learning, a lot of work. Um, you, you know, I mean, there's clearly a lot, a lot that goes into it because the, the flip side of this is really learning all the different skills and acquiring the knowledge that it takes to accomplish this and then go execute it. And then to know that once you do all that and you execute it and you get out there in the world, there's gonna be people that wanna hold you back. That is your push up. Always remember that anytime people are trying to pull you down, push you down, pull you back, say bad things about you, use that as the push up, what makes you stronger mm -hmm. and bless them on their journey and hope and pray that they somehow find something to do with their lives. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Pick on yours. You and know? we have a whole episode on this topic, by the way. <laughs> episode two of Two Rowdy Vegans is called Dealing with Adversity as a Vegan. I think that's what it's called. Uh, but it's all about that topic. But really, if you have a vision and there's something that you want to do in your community, in the global community, in the vegan community, whatever change you want to create, you can go do that. So you go can. do that. Go do that. And as, as before we wrap up, I just want to say, because yes, I do have a vision to transfer ranches into sanctuaries. But more than that, it's to help them find another way mm -hmm. to make a living. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I, we don't have a veganic farm, we don't have a solar farm, we don't have a wind farm, I don't have that. What you've got with me is, you know, I used to, you know, I've had a medical spa, uh, I've, I've ran all kinds of businesses, I love branding on social media. I've done all that with the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. And this is what, what I'm bringing to this is all of the networking of bringing all the experts, the right people together. I, God knows if I had to have a solar farm, if I had to have a wind farm, if I had to have a veganic hemp farm, a veganic mushroom farm, or a veganic corn freaking field. Uh, you know, if I had to have all these things before I could help anybody else do something, boy, wouldn't that be a sad state of affairs? But do you know that I've actually had people out there, some of our, uh, I don't like to call them, the, our antagonists. Some of our antagonists have actually said, well, she's never done it before. So what? 
You know, I know the people that can do it. And I know how to get these people together. And I know how to keep moving mm. and being committed and to change. Mm. To be, that's what we have to do. I heard, I heard someone say the other day, business is a team sport. And I thought to myself, activism is a team sport. Yes, it is. So let's get out there and start supporting one another. Be the change you really want to see in the world. I mean, you know, I, I know that's a little cliche, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Be that change you mm-hmm. want to see instead of picking on somebody else. Yep. And we you know, are the two. Who the heck are we? The two. The two rowdy vegans. Vegan. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Ciao. See you next time. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. 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 Two. Two rowdy vegans, one plus one equals two rowdy vegans. <laughs> <laughs>